0: Plague of rabbit churches could transform a nation. Chapter one. In the beginning. Charles Dickens begins his novel, A Tale of Two Cities, with the haunting phrase, It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. For us, these words had become an overwhelming reality. We arrived in the United States in 1987 with high hopes and great expectations. We had come from the concrete jungles of London's East End to the wide open spaces of Texas. We had left behind a cold, rainy, wind-blown island for the balmy temperatures and sun-filled days of the Texas Hill Country. We loved the food, enjoyed the people, liked the city. Our four kids reveled in the unrestricted access to the outdoors and a swimming pool to share with their new friends. It was indeed the best of times. It was also the worst of times. God had abandoned us. At least that's what it felt like. He had led us to move to Texas, but as soon as we arrived at the airport, it seemed like he deserted us and took the next plane back to England, leaving us to fend for ourselves. How could we have come to this? We had met at the prestigious Royal and Ancient Hospital of St. Bartholomew. Bart's Hospital, founded in 1123. It was love at first sight over the histology microscope. That's not quite true, but because there were so few Christians in the school, just four of us out of 150 students in our class, we were constantly thrown together and a deep friendship developed. We soon sensed God leading us to get married. By this time, England was already post Christian. So all of the believers in the medical school and hospital, Everyone from nurses and medical students to physical therapists and janitors, and even a few of the qualified doctors, formed a close-knit community. Because we all spent so much of our time together studying and working at the hospital, we gradually came to the realization that we were functioning more as a church within the hospital than we did as members of the traditional churches we each attended on Sunday. So we decided to take the unlikely step of actually calling ourselves a church. This was a highly controversial move at the time. Everyone expected church to be run by professionals. However, it did give us the dubious satisfaction of a certain notoriety, as we were thrown out of the organization that united student Christian groups across the nation and preached against from some of the best-known pulpits in London. And God began moving. Our times together were often glorious examples of how the Holy Spirit can move in a group of people who are looking for Him to lead. Soon, students started coming from all over the country to see what was happening, and they used the spiritual fire they experienced to ignite similar moves back in their own colleges and universities. As a result, more people became Christians, and many were filled with the Holy Spirit. After we received our medical degrees, our medical school church sent us out, along with a wonderful nurse, to start a new church in the East End of London. We were joined by a great couple that we had met when we moved there. At that time, London's East End was not the gentrified place it is now. It was a very socially deprived area with devastating problems everywhere we looked. But Jesus seemed to shine even more brightly in the darkness. In his practice, Tony often heard harrowing stories that really had no medical answer. And when he did, he would simply say to the patient, you know, I'm not sure that medicine can help you with this situation, but have you ever thought of praying about it? The patient would typically respond, oh doctor, I I pray, but I feel like my prayers just hit the ceiling. This was Tony's opportunity to share the good news. Hundreds of his patients became believers, and many miracles occurred right there in the office as he prayed for their healing or deliverance. As the church there grew, Tony was able to refer new believers to a home group that met right on their street, or at least very close to where they lived. Please don't think that we were anything special. What we were seeing was not unusual. In fact, these kinds of stories were happening all over the country. Set against the backdrop of the charismatic movement, England was an exciting place to be a Christian during the 1970s. Churches were spontaneously starting in people's homes, giving rise to what was referred to as the house church movement. Thousands of these churches sprang up, giving every little town and village in the country a dynamic